Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 12th of August, including Amazon Prime Video's baseball movie spin-off A League of Their Own and Apple TV's real-life disaster drama Five Days at Memorial. And we'll also be looking at Acorn TV's crime drama Darby and Jones, starring Brian Brown and Greta Scarchi, and Discovery Plus's documentary Faking It, about the Emily Cillia's parachute murder plot. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt have joined the cast of Apple TV's Godzilla and the Titans, which is part of the high-octane MonsterVerse series, and it explores the fallout from a battle between Godzilla and the Titans that destroyed San Francisco. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, there's an action-packed thriller airing on Netflix called Carry On, and we'll see Taron Egerton take centre stage as a young agent who works in airport security and whose life is thrown into turmoil when he encounters an enigmatic passenger and is forced to allow a very dangerous item onto a flight on da, 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 Christmas Day. Oh, yes, shades of Die Hard there. Um, anyway, a good week this week, I think. Um, certainly <laughs> three out of four I quite liked. We're going to start with the best, which is on Amazon Prime Video. It arriving on Friday the 12th of August. It's a new comedy drama called A League of Their Own, and here is a clip. We're here for the tryouts. I don't think you understand. This is the All-American League. We're pretty All-American. Who was that? Show that knuckleball. They didn't even let me try out, Dad. Maxine, you've got to make some smarter choices. This is fun. This is something I can work with. So if you're thinking, oh, wasn't there a 1992 film with the same name starring Tom Hanks, Gina Davis and Madonna, among others? Well, you'd be right. And in fact, this is inspired by that film which tells the true story of the fact that in wartime america in the 1940s an all-female professional baseball league was formed so now it's the setting for this new comedy drama series it's eight episodes all the characters are new however it's much more modern in that it's looking in greater detail at issues such as racism sexism and sexuality the league has been announced the the formation of the league has been announced and we see these hopefuls arriving in Chicago to try out to get on the baseball team. The first one we see is this woman called Carson. Now she's played by the co-creator of this series, Abby Jacobson, who's a very talented woman. And she's basically left town and she hasn't even told her husband who is away in the war <laughs> that that's what she's doing. So yeah, there's this group, it's a good group of characters I really like Greta, who's a very glamorous one, bisexual. She's really liberated, and, and she kind of has quite a profound effect on Carson. Few people would want to follow Tom Hanks in a role, but Nick Offerman from Parks and Recreation is doing that in this. He's playing the coach who's put in charge of the team. He's called Dove Porter. He does a really good job. What's 
particularly interesting about this is is they portray the horrendous sexism of the era. I mean, lots of people don't think women should be playing baseball, but if they do, they've got to wear skirts and they should be short skirts and they've got to wear makeup. And if they go out, they have to be chaperoned. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, really. But it's a fascinating true story. Penny Marshall directed the original film, which was good. It was a great film. But I think this is a really good update. And also because it's not really a star vehicle in the way that the original film was. I think it works really well. It's great. Great script. It looks amazing. The period detail is, is superb. And yeah, I, I bought into it pretty much straight away. What did you think, Hannah? I agree with you. I, I think it it's really good and it could have been really bad. And I think that's the key here. Like you say, anyone wanting to follow Tom Hanks is a difficult path to follow. Um, but I think what's interesting is in a relatively short period of time, how much society, thank goodness, has changed for the better on this front. You know, the idea that women shouldn't be playing um, these types of games. And if they did, like you said, they had to wear short skirts and look a certain way, chaperoned on dates. And of course, you know, the the whole race system then was absolutely horrific. You know, black women, um, and there's only a brief nod in this, but the black women were excluded from the league. So, you know, and it's kind of seems very um, almost unbelievable, yet not very long ago. So I, I think this is this is, has been done well, and it's sort of it's emotionally involving, as well as um, I suppose it takes you on a journey. I guess um, it sort of fills you in on the backstory, um, it involves you emotionally, and it's also that sort of competitive um, element of it that that I like as well. Good stuff. Well, something rather different that you're going to tell us about arriving on Apple TV Plus. It's a new drama series called Five Days at Memorial. They found 45 dead bodies there. Now, does that make any sense to you? I'm under a great deal of pressure to look into what happened. There were five days, the most ungodly conditions. It's very well put together. And this kind of had to be because this is a drama of a real story. And it, it basically um, shows the very harrowing true story of a hospital flooded in Hurricane Katrina, which most people will remember that storm. Um, and we hear a lot about storms on news on, on the news channel, don't we? Not happening here so much, but happening in, in America a lot of the time. And we don't necessarily see the aftermath, the kind of the devastating impact that these that these storms actually have. Um, we sort of hear about it in the moment and then it moves on. And this very much focuses on that devastating impact. Um, and it happened in 2005, which unbelievably um, seems like yesterday. And the doctor, the main doctor in this, um, who is played by Vera Farmiga, is caught up in the disaster. And it shows a tale of how they've had to choose, basically, a survival of the fittest because this hospital is flooded, um, it's, lose, it's lost power, um, the generator goes down, and they have to kind of choose um, who, they, who they can care for and who they can't. And this doctor is, is an excellent doctor, and I think that the horror... Um, of this is that there is no backup here. There is no plan B. 
um, this wasn't expected and absolutely um, nothing worked. So on day three, the generators failed. There's no air conditioning, no ventilators, no monitors to help keep the patients alive. And so, you know, that they're having to choose who they help and who they don't, and who, who stays alive and who doesn't, I suppose, blame God to a degree. And um, she's incredulous over this lack of contingency and rescue plan. Um, it's, it's quite harrowing to watch because it's true. It's done, I think, well, and it certainly has the star wattage of, of, of the kind of stuff we, we see coming from the Apple TV stable. I don't know what you thought, Ian. Well, I really like Vera Farmiga because, of course, she starred in, among other things, Bates Motel as Norma Bates um, from Psycho. So if you've not watched that, get onto BBC iPlayer. It is brilliant and she's superb in it. So I just thought, oh, okay, it's just going to be um, a disaster, real-life disaster series about, yeah, this this hospital dealing with Hurricane Katrina. Funnily enough, I was in Florida when Hurricane Katrina struck. But it starts after the hurricane with these people going into the hospital to kind of survey the damage. And they find all these bodies and I, di- I wasn't aware that there was this whole storyline about, okay, well, how come more people died in this hospital than anywhere else? What really happened? And that's what we're going to find out about. We then flash back to the hospital yeah. during the hurricane. So I, it's kind of got a slight feel of those old school disaster movies. Though of course, in this case, it's a true story, things like the Towering Inferno, because you're going to see the disaster unfolding and you're going to have all these little vignettes of different members of staff, different patients. I wasn't quite sure that all of them worked that well, but Farmiga is good. And, I mean, it is a, it is a fascinating story and it's it's based on a book uh, by a journalist who, who, who wrote about, okay, well, what, what did happen? Was there kind of criminal negligence or were something even worse? It's a fascinating story. Um, I didn't think it was brilliant, but it's certainly, I, I do want to find out what happens at the end and whether there's any kind of legal action and all that. So it's another one of those where I always say, don't Google it because you'll spoil kind of the unfolding of the story. But yeah, it's logistically, as you say, I mean, it's, they must have spent a lot because, for instance, they've got to flood streets. They've got to recreate the inundation of the hospital and the evacuation. So it's a, I mean, we were doing the caving thing last week, weren't we, which again was yeah. a huge challenge. Yeah, it, it's it's an expensive and I think well-made drama. I think what also is good is that it it's highlighting something that could have been swept away, that people didn't know about and I think it brings to life the tragedy that actually happened that we wouldn't necessarily have known about so I think it's sort of sort of different levels of it I suppose that exactly like you say you know all those why so many people died there you know what and and, and that to me struck me as something that could have been a massive cover-up or wasn't. On Acorn TV we have a new comedy drama series called Darby and Joan and here's a clip. It's madness to drive across an empty country looking for heaven knows what. Watch out! Are you in any pain? Not until you came along. So what are you doing in Australia? My husband. He died. I need to find out what he was hiding. I think I'll tag along and just make sure you don't get into any more scrapes. 
So this one's certainly got a bit of star power because it features Brian Brown from Gorillas in the Mist and Greta Scacchi. So pretty impressive double act there. It's set in Australia and at the beginning of episode one, Greta Scacchi's character, who is an English nurse, she finds out that although she thought her husband was on holiday in Barcelona, he was actually in Australia and he winds up dead. So she's off on a mission. She decides she's going to go to the outback to try and get some answers. And it's one of those kind of meet cute situations. So she's driving her RV and she narrowly avoids crashing into Brian Brown's character, who is a gruff ex-cop they sort of form an unlikely alliance so it's a it it made me think of a little bit about sort of romancing the stone but with sanatogen if you like so they're going to head off this this odd couple and they're going to try and solve the mystery of her husband's death so i really wanted to like this because i like brian brown i mean i think he does he does get typecast and he's very much playing a, a character we've seen before i love greta Scacchi. i wouldn't say they're given the greatest script in the world however the backdrop and the setting is great they do work together there's good chemistry there and i think you've just got to sort of suspend your disbelief and just go along for the ride what did you think hannah did you enjoy this yeah i I must admit, I I didn't. <laughs> I know what you mean. It should be good, and you want it to be good, and every part of it should work. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is the script that's the problem. I, I I don't know. All I know is that I found it slightly irritating. Other than the fact that they, like you say, the backdrop is is absolutely beautiful. So just you should go along for a ride just just for that reason alone. But you know, each episode has this kind of self-contained mystery. Um, it, it just doesn't feel very credible a lot of it to me it doesn't gel very well um and i think you when you have a drama like this it, you you kind of need that you need that um that gelling between characters you need the script to work you, it kind of needs to fire on all cylinders and even if you you know like you say sort of turn a blind eye to a few things i'm not i'm not sure i can turn my head to all of them shall we say well we're going to finish off with a documentary which you're going to tell us about hannah it's on discovery plus and it's called faking it victoria was an exceptionally experienced skydiver i think she'd done more than two and a half thousand jumps up to that point The reason she was jumping that day was she'd had her second child and this was a sort of present to her from her husband, Emile. This really is, I mean, we've, we've ended on a goodie here, haven't we, really? Because this is just absolutely fascinating and, and jaw-droppingly jaw fascinating. I, I actually got really interested in um, criminal psychology and people that can read body language. Many years ago, uh, there was a chap called Paul Britton that, that, that wrote, uh, who was a criminologist and, and wrote many books about lots of different crimes that we'll all have heard about in the news. And this reminded me of that and tapped into that kind of intrigue, you know, the part that I'm interested in my brain, I suppose. And of course, this happened in 2015, this story, this real life story. 
in which we all know it as the, the parachute murder plot. Um, uh, the British army sergeant, um, Emily Sillius, sabotaged his wife's um, main reserve parachute before she jumped out of a plane. Now, that in itself is horrendous. She was, she, she was uh, to fly out 4,000 feet. I mean, it, it, the, the attempt was to kill her. Um, but he was arrested, but they couldn't actually charge him. And so they had to let him go. But they were very, very wary of what, not, nothing added up, but they, they couldn't keep him there. And they went and spoke to her. And then, of course, she released more information, like there was a gas leak, and then they looked into it. And, of course, the gas leak actually had been um, something, again, sabotage. And he'd gone away that night, and he, he was having an affair. And suddenly the dawn of realisation on her as well, where she sort of became a main witness in this, is just a real, it's just quite mind-boggling, actually, the whole thing. Um we know, obviously, now this is this is kind of post all of that that he was jailed for life. But watching that footage, seeing those police officers um, interview him, I just find absolutely fascinating. And then, of course, seeing these people, and I go back to what I said before about this guy Paul Britton, um, seeing people read his body language, seeing how the police uh, go back and watch that footage to kind of extract the truth from the falsities and the and, and and the little things that he or she might do that makes you think actually that can't be right so for example somebody says something in the past tense but they think they're alive why would you talk about the past tense it's a, it's a small slip up but they're watching every step of the way and so this this is a documentary that takes you through that journey from beginning to end and it interviews all the different people that are watching his behavior um he was after her £120,000 life insurance policy, the charmer, um, and wanted to start a new life with his lover. Um, again, we know all of this, but absolutely fascinating. Really well done. Um, definitely, I would say, one to watch. What do you think? Yeah, it's a fascinating case, isn't it? Grim as well. And it's been well covered. But yeah. as you say, so it's part part of this Faking It series, which the angle that that takes, as you say, is the um, looking at the sort of telltale signs that someone is guilty from body language or, or the sort of the way they speak, the words they use or don't use. What particularly struck me about this guy is, um, well, he'd, he'd had two kids with somebody else before he met Victoria and he'd completely abandoned them. And then when he tried to kill her with the gas leak, his two young kids were in the house as well. I mean, the guy is so utterly callous. It's just staggering. But yes, we're both big fans of 24 Hours in Police Custody. And what I love watching that police interview footage is is fascinating. It's really good. Because he's quite sort of bolshy with them initially, isn't he? And saying, you know, you're asking the wrong questions, you know. Yeah. And then he gradually gets quieter and quieter. And, and they notice things like he stops using I in what he's saying. Or if he's explaining what he he did, he says, I, I would have done X, Y, Z rather than I did X, Y, Z. So it's an interesting area and it's a staggering case. So although I was familiar with it, there were some details I'd forgotten. And yes, this this CCTV of the interviews is is gripping. Now we've got to that time, Hannah, where you're going to tell us what you've been binging on. So, yes, please reveal all. 
Well, we I think I mentioned a few weeks back that we watched the original Top Gun with the children. We decided we'd take the plunge and uh, and show them that, and they enjoyed it. So then we went, went to watch the second Top Gun, which is absolutely brilliant. Lo- really loved it. How does Tom Cruise look as good at, at I think he's 60 now. Looks amazing. Um, and of course, he, I think he, he looks pretty good in that film. I think if we, you know, I don't know. I think he looks pretty good. I think it's a bit weird that, should I fancy him? I kind of still do, you know. Uh, anyway, I digress. And also the Commonwealth Games, of course, have been on. We've been watching the uh, the diving, particularly the children have been very involved in. Good stuff. Like you, I've been watching uh, the Commonwealth Games, although it's a very odd competition sort of between countries that we've ruled over, a bit random. But as an alternative side of the Commonwealth, <laughs> there was a very good documentary on all four called India 1947 Partition in Colour, which just shows you the devastating impact of the British Empire on India when it was divided into India and Pakistan, which resulted in mass migration and lots of deaths. So, yes, it's quite a sobering watch. And I'm still um, getting through Stranger Things, but these incredibly long episodes towards the end, I mean, it's about 140 minutes per episode. Late at night, they're a challenge. Anyway, we've just got time to look ahead to next week. So what's on the agenda, Brenda? Well, Sharon Horgan's offbeat comedy drama, Bad Sisters, comes to Apple TV+. Plus. I love Sharon Horgan. And Tatiana Maslany adds a new Marvel superhero to the family as She-Hulk, attorney at law on Disney+. Plus. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... <laughs> Watch it.